Right, we're going to read uh, God's Word, and the reading today is from Philippians uh, chapter 2 and verses 1 to 11. There we are. Therefore, if you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from His love, if any common sharing in the Spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and of one mind. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of others. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who, being in the very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man. He humbled himself by being obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth and every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Amen. And God bless these uh, beautiful verses to us this morning. I did a PowerPoint uh, presentation for this week. I, I like to use PowerPoint, but uh, Caitlin said that the, the little clicker <laughs> is not working. So you remember when Jim McFarlane took the service a couple of weeks ago. So uh, if you see me going, next slide to Caitlin, <laughs> fairly straightforward. So next slide, Caitlin, thanks. <laughs> okay. The text, uh, the message text, which uh, I've put up there this morning from 1 Corinthians uh, 6 and 20 says, You are not your own, you are bought at a price. You're not your own, you're bought at a price. Now, a couple of weeks ago, or maybe three weeks ago, uh, Sybil and I were shopping, I think it was, oh, I think it was Aldi up the, up the road there, it doesn't matter where anyway, and they had some nice toys and things. Now, 
I was looking for something for Beth, and they, they had lots of lovely uh, girls' toys, and they were all priced at seven ninety nine, eight and so on. But there was one that I thought would really appeal to Beth, but it had no price on it. So I put it in the basket, and when we got to uh, the checkout, I said to uh, the, the chap there, what, what does this cost? Oops, sorry. I said, what does it cost? And uh, he was able just very quickly to scan it and tell me uh, the price, but it had no price on it. And then uh, when we were at Oban a couple of weeks ago, we were also uh, shopping and I was looking at a, a Lego box uh, for Billy. Billy loves Lego. Now, this is a slightly funny story. They had lots of Lego on the shelves, and each one on the shelf, you know, the narrow bit of the shelf, had a price on it, right? But there was one, there was a big poster like this, and this will give you a clue what shop it was. It said, check our club card prices, right? Now, that was on the shelf underneath this Lego box that, I wanted to get for Billy, so there was a chap filling the shelves, and I said, I can't see a price on this. So he walked over, and he went, lifted, <laughs> lifted the big label, and the price was, was there. So I was able to see it, but uh, it didn't have a price. Now, if you're buying anything at all today, and it doesn't matter if it's uh, an item of food, whether it's a, an item of clothing, maybe something more expensive if you're buying a, a new car or looking at a holiday. What's a holiday? Forgotten what that is. <laughs> if you're looking at something like that, maybe even a new house, you always need to know what is the cost. You wouldn't buy something without knowing what the cost is but I thought this morning, I wonder if we think about heaven and what God has uh, prepared, the place of many mansions. Uh, do we ever actually think what all that has cost God? If we think of our salvation, what, what did it really cost God to provide that? And I'd like just to think about this this morning for a few minutes and consider some of the things it cost God in providing uh, our salvation. Not just our salvation, but the salvation of the people in the world. And so today I want to think, uh, next slide, Caitlin, what is the cost what is the cost for our freedom, for our salvation, for our life? And just one or two things. Next slide. First one is, first, was his leaving heaven, leaving the glory of heaven to come down to this earth? We know that God existed before the world began, God existed. 
He was the central being in heaven. And God looked down on the, the world, the world of sin. And I, th- I think his heart really went out to the world that he looked down on. Someone once described it as being a telescope of time. God looked down this telescope of time and saw us this morning here in our need and realized that he had to do something to provide for our salvation. God knew that man was lost on his own and so he came down to earth in the form of Jesus Christ to save the people from their sin and provide a means of salvation, allowing Jesus into our lives. Next. And there's a verse from Philippians, a couple of verses. Philippians 2, 6 and 7 says, Who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself no reputation, and took upon him the form of a servant, and was made in the likeness of men. If you think on probably most of the world, there are probably some areas it's not like this, but when a baby is born today, Normally, they're born in a nice, clean hospital. They're born in a spotlessly clean maternity unit in a peaceful area. There are nurses, there are doctors around in case they need to help with the birth of a new baby. Or in case anything goes wrong, there's always uh, nurses, doctors there. Jesus was born in a stable, surrounded by animals, laid in a manger. Nothing like what people have today. One night, I think, he was in the palace of glory, and the next, he was in an earthly stable. He came from the throne down to the manger. And I think that's something that it cost God. Next. Secondly, I think it cost him in having a battle with Satan. We know from the Scripture that after uh, Jesus' baptism, he went, He went into the wilderness for 40 days and nights. And in that time, he fasted and he prayed and he sought God's will for his life. And then Satan met him and tried to tempt Jesus. In Matthew's Gospel, we read these verses. It says, The tempter came to him and said, If you are the Son of God, 
tell these stones to become bread? Jesus answered and said, Man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Then, it says, the devil took him to the holy city and had him stand on the highest point of the temple. If you are the Son of God, he said, throw yourself down. For it is written, he will command his angels concerning you, and they will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. Jesus answered him, It is also written, Do not put the Lord your God to the test. Again, the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor. All of this I will give to you, he said, if you will bow down and worship me. Jesus said to him, Away from me, Satan, for it is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Jesus fought and wrestled with Satan and won the victory for you and for me. But the same tempter is still at work today and can tempt people's lives. And I think Christ can give us power to overcome the evil one. But if Satan is throwing temptations or problems into your life today, then ask Jesus to help. And Jesus will. Next. Oh, sorry. Thirdly, it cost Jesus, I think, quite a lonely life on this earth. There's a verse, next, there's a verse in Matthew 8 and 20, and it says, Jesus' words there, he says, Jesus replied, foxes have dens and the birds have nests, but the Son of Man has no place to lay his head. Jesus, we know, was born in a borrowed stable. He preached from a borrowed boat. He was crucified and then laid to rest in a borrowed tomb. See, there's so many things about Jesus' life that he did not have. He didn't have many of the earthly possessions that we take for granted. He didn't have the same home to go to every night. Next, John 1.11 says, He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. I wonder how Jesus felt with these words, his own did not receive him. But all of this 
It's part of God's plan for our lives and for our salvation. Next, and finally, I think it cost him his suffering for us. You remember from Scripture that Jesus was in the Garden of Gethsemane. His friends had left him. The disciples had fallen asleep. He was there on his own. And his enemies came and were after him and after his blood. And Jesus cried out, Next, Father, if it's possible, let this cup pass from me. Jesus knew what was going to happen in his life and prays to his Father, Father, if it's possible, let this cup pass from me. And then the words that I spoke on a month ago, but if not, Jesus says, but if not, thy will be done. So Jesus knew exactly what was going to happen. He prayed to his Father, please let it pass from me. But if not, your will be done. Jesus, we read in the garden, he sweat great drops of blood. He was in such agony. He sweat drops of blood. Have you ever done that? I don't know anyone who has ever been in such agony. They were sweating drops of blood. And I don't think many people have done that. But what an hour of agony he must have spent in the garden. But soon his decision was made. He had spoken to his father and he said, not my will be done, but thine be done. And then we saw, or we, we read about Jesus being in a, a trial, a bit of a joke really, the trial, quite a, an unfair and un, unjust uh, trial in the, in the history of justice. Jesus had no one to speak for him. He had no legal aid. He had no witnesses. And instead, the people, they kicked him. They spat on him. They turned him over to Pilate. Now, what did Pilate do? He washed his hands of Jesus. I wonder today, have you ever gone through suffering or gone through really bad times? Have you ever felt low and felt that everything was against you? Then Jesus knows about it because he has gone through the same. And he can help us if we've got troubles. We just need to lay our troubles or problems at Jesus' feet and he can help. And we then see him on the cross. Now in the Old Testament, we read that it was a dark 
day when God sent a great flood to the earth and only Noah and his family were the ones who survived. Everyone else perished. That was a dark day in the history of the world. But I think it was a dark day too when Jesus was put on the cross. They nailed him onto the cross. They put a crown of thorns on his head. They pierced his side. But all of these things were God paying the price for us today for our salvation. Our text says that we were bought with a price. It cost God everything that we might have life today. He paid the price to save us and offers us cleansing from our sin. God has paid the cost. I wonder if you've ever uh, bought a, a present, might have been an expensive present for uh, someone, and when you've given it to them, they've turned their nose up at it. That's a good expression, turned their nose up at it, or, or just said thanks and, and, and not bothered, you know. And it must, it's, it hurts you uh, if you feel that way. It would not it'd not be very pleasant if someone said, no, no thanks, I, I don't need that. My friends, this, this morning it has cost God everything in providing for our salvation. Oh, next. There's a verse that I read at the start. John 3.16, and I know that you know this verse off by heart. You've read it a million times or heard it. Let me just read it one more time to you. It says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Now, as I say, I know you've read it thousand times before. But if you think about it this morning, it's just a totally amazing verse, I think. God, it says, so loved the world, which is you and me. So if you're reading it, you could actually read, for God so loved me that he gave his only his one and only Son, that if I believe him, I shall not perish but have eternal life. So this morning, just in conclusion, I want to ask what is your response this morning to the free gift which God is offering us today? It doesn't cost us anything. There's no amount of money or good deeds that we can do or anything that would repay what it cost God for us this morning. 
How can you refuse this morning when you think on everything that God has done? How can you refuse to say yes to Jesus this morning? The price has already been paid. It's now up to you. Right, we're going to sing our closing hymn now, which is uh, Here I Am to Worship or Light of the World, and we'll rise to sing. <laughs>